Hello everyone and welcome back to the playground. I am joining you from the beginning of November and truly one of the last days of the present lifetime that I've been living, though the turnover to the new one has been evident for some time now. But I'm coming to you from some big moving energies within and without, and I'm sure you can feel it and are riding through these waves too, especially if you've been drawn here. Um, so I want to just acknowledge that that's kind of where we're meeting at today. And it's so interesting starting the season off feeling called to record uh, in the middle of nature and just being comfortable taking my altar space, my computer, my microphone to a different place and uh, allowing that space and, and that altar to be the receptacle for the message that needs to come come through and, and really just trusting that for all of us, trusting where uh, life is guiding us to be and where the messages are being invited to be transmitted and channeled into and, and how they're showing up to be to be delivered to us. Um, because today I'm sitting at my studio, I'm sitting at in my regular altar orbit and aura, but this time I'm surrounded by a bunch of boxes and I'm sitting at a new, incredible, beautiful desk that my husband built, um, which is in the same spot that my old desk used to be. And I just threw up a makeshift altar for this offering, just basically what I'm traveling with, what's in my magic satchel as I journey through the intergalactic gateways of this next lifetime ascension. Um, and I'm meeting you here today to talk about being a projector in business. And that's where this episode is going to go. But basically, I'm dedicating the next couple of hours to sitting here and channeling in uh, a couple of episodes. Hopefully, they'll be kind of like concise, short, brief to the point episodes because I've made notes for them and um, I'm going to look at them and I'm going to read them and try to keep us on track. Um, but I feel like all of these episodes, these streams of consciousness wanted to come through here in the studio in this space, um, in this city before I leave it. And then every, <laughs> the timeline of this has changed so much over the last couple of years, honestly, but it's really sped up. Um, not really faster than I thought it was going to, but in a way that's almost just comedic. I'm sure you get that in your timeline journeys, how things can get extended really far and long. And then also like all of a sudden everything is just moving really quickly and you see that it was all always going to be at this time, even though it felt too far away or too soon. Um, so we're time bending and I'm uh, hoping that I can kind of manifest some of that time bending energy today to walk us through a couple different layers of playground messages that want to be incorporated into our uh, hive this month, into our wellspring of nectar that we pull from. And we're going to begin with this episode on projectors in business. And it's funny that, you know, the guides aligned us to start here because you know, this podcast and my work, it all kind of takes place right here where I'm recording. Of course, I do a lot of the kind of written manuscript of it in other spaces in my home. Um, you know, my variables and human design kind of guide me to move around from space to space in some aspect and then be really concentrated in other spaces with where and when I'm doing the work and how I'm showing up to it and to create space for that in my home and in my life. And um, I'm also just start starting to talk to you about this right now because it's feeling like something that's kind of just important for the projector journey and for the journey of those who are here for you to kind of see this side of the process and see why um, businesses like this are sustainable for 
longer term uh, welfare of life and why you're feeling potentially or personally or in the past called to start your own business or at least start to exchange your energy for new streams of resource from the earth field Um, because the tides are changing and they are changing quickly and there's a big opportunity for us here to get onto a really authentic timeline and one that's really in flow for who we are as humans, who we are as multidimensional souls, who we are as, you know, bringers of the ancestry and and lineage givers. We have a really big opportunity here to ascend all of us into this new space-time continuum and allow um, really earth and the beings of the earth to have a, a new opportunity for life. One that's not so bogged down in pain and in war and in strife within and without. So when we're talking about projectors in business on this podcast, when I'm talking to you about my business and my process and why growing a following on Instagram matters, if you've seen those posts, why sharing your messages and transmitting your gifts into into the field, why that's important, why that's important, and why recalibrating and redistributing the energy of um, the planets, the energy that's on the planet, which is like in a huge way, the energy of money, like the dragon that is money, how redistributing that resource towards more sturdy foundations and healthier communities and people that will wield that power with greater care and with more intentional force um, as a resource for Earth and all her children and all of the beings of this world. So when we're, we're talking about this today, like, please know that, like, this is where we're starting. And if, if this isn't on brand for you, then like permission to step out how that feels good. Because in my world and in the body of offerings that I create, the kind of prime sustenance is this spiritual nectar that wants to flow through. And in the spiritual nectar, it's this recommitting and remembering who we are and who we came here to be and it's authenticating our soul blueprint on all aspects of ourselves. So we're not talking about this in a way of like, this is how we make money. This is how you become the greatest influencer. This is how you become the biggest voice on the field. We're not talking about it in those terms here um, in this space and in this collaborative playground that we're all uh, weaving together. But we're talking about it from a sense of like we are ancient embodied soul lineages that have come here to update the scripts of planet Earth and change the energy here and rewrite the stories and be the heroes of this time. So the world you're writing now through your embodiment, the commitments that you're making, the things that you are here to do and that you're trusting yourself in doing please know that that's more than just a number in business and know that when we're talking about this, I want for all of us to be able to reclaim some of those numbers too for our community plots, for our gardens that we're growing, for our energy wellsprings so that we can redistribute it in ways that we really see are healthier and in and in more well um, and, and align to more templates of well-being and in greater sustenance to the earth and to the nature and to the spirits of of this of this kinship, of this home, of this planet that we've come here to be in relationship and to tend to and to support in its evolution, right? And and we're really doing things differently than things have been done here on this planet. And that's why it feels so different doing life as a projector doing life as a a business owner of this newer present paradigm, being a magician or a 
psychic or a skier or an energy weaver or a re a rewriter of the codes like those of us that are not working in like the mainstream those of us that are creating offerings and collaborating in containers that are not necessarily doing something that can be mapped linearly and logically and with an algorithm our work is turning the turning the wheel in a new way it's putting a cog in the old wheel and it's turning the energy in a new direction and and that's not easy work right those of us that have embodied to play these roles it's not the easiest thing we're not completely um you know ascended beyond the hardships and the challenges of what that means to us we're really here to kind of be the embodiment of that and to be like hey we recognize and honor that this is not necessarily the easier way to do things but in a lot of ways it becomes the more effortless way to do things which requires less energy which then the energy gets to be redistributed back into uh, more community plots so the the energy that we're resourcing by doing things our own unique way and by becoming our authentic selves both in life and in in business, if you're creating one, in, op- in entrepreneurship, in energy exchange, and offering yourself and your messages onto the field, like that means more than what we can measure and what we can quantify. But as we're awakening in consciousness, like we are getting the numbers for these things. We are understanding how to work with the space-time continuums. We're recognizing our vehicles of intergalactic travel. We're understanding the telepathic lines that we're all attuned to. We're we're recognizing and awakening to who we are. And that's going to be a power source. And we're, you know, unplugging those old power sources, those ones that are not sustainable and that are really causing life to die out. We're reconstructing those dams in the reservoirs and those um restrictions and the flows of life and we're opening up consciousness through technology through um spiritual diagram through these channels of you know worldwide social connection like we have here on the podcast and in instagram and all of these other platforms that we use we have this budding system of um hive mind consciousness that we can work with and we can distribute energy from and towards and to and we do that by sharing our transmissions and being a frequency match and coming online ourselves so that it reverberates and turns other people on and something that you know somebody said some some comment that i got on instagram was um about and i'm trying to just pull up the screenshot here so i can be direct and precise with what they were asking but you know, when I put up a post recently about what it's been like to grow my Instagram account as a projector and, you know, hopefully offering some tips and tricks that support you in that so you can get whatever it is you need out there, whether that, whether that is your message, your work that you do, the readings that you offer, the gifts that you have, the incredible products that you make, the art that you do. Um, the guides were like, let's talk about different ways for people that don't necessarily Um, have the mic or haven't always been given the mic to feel that they can step up and share themselves in a way that maybe they don't even need the mic, right? Maybe they just need uh, the platform to share the art to uh, the world, to, to share the dance and to be a transmission of. So this person um, asked to expand on the part of that Instagram post and I'll I'll remember, I'll try to remember to link it below. Let me just put a little note here for myself. Um, Link to Instagram post. We'll see if that makes it in. But they asked, what, what did I mean by the post where I'm saying that we channeled and changed the transmission to be an offering and be in service to other and stopped being so self-focused. That's what we did on my platform. That's the work that kind of wellness weaver did with me to change my personal wellspring into one that could be kind of a waterfall that other people could drink from and not just a personal textbook that was heavy and hard to carry around because it was filled with so much 
um, knowledge and information. So this person said that they get stuck in feeling like they know that they're here to show up for service as a projector, but that they want to just, you know, allow being themselves to be enough and like let that be the full devotion to the service is just being an inspiration by walking as their authentication and allowing that to be the spark that lights other people up. And it's like, you know, this requires looking at your chart and understanding what your defined channels are and what your particular blueprint is like this is all important information um and personally and like part of my authentication part of my blueprint part of what I embody and mold and meld for all of you that show up to the work in all these different dimensions is that you get to um, receive permission from your own source from your own self to be your authentic self by witnessing and seeing me be my authenticated blueprint. So for a lot of us, and I could say for probably everybody here, because you're, um, you're attracted to this frequency right now for this message is that yes, you being yourself is the authentication, you being your blueprint and sharing yourself and sharing your wisdom and and sharing your energy even if that's just a beautiful photo of you or a beautiful video of your travels and what you've been invited to live and create and be a projection for in your life like people look at you just like you look at them in this beautiful way of like your focus and penetration within and without gives people this projection and this movie screen and this television that they get to watch a part of themselves on and it's like the the best entertainment so when you are out there and and feeling yourself and living yourself and sharing whatever it is that you are in resonance with whatever it is that makes you feel alive like that's the energy that people drink from that's what you're pouring from that's what life is pouring from so it's not something that has to come from you. It's like you're drinking from this greater waterfall, this greater resource from the higher dimensions, and everybody gets to come and enjoy that with you. Um, it doesn't just have to be only the vessel that you drink. It gets to be this resource of energy that you've called upon because you are being who you are, and then that makes you a portal for life to channel energy through, into, within, without, into the collective, into the streams that you're pouring your life source, wherever that may be, again, however you feel called. So when we're talking about business and being in service, like, yeah, I personally get like overwhelmed thinking about like getting caught up in, in all of the energy on this planet and really like how much there is going on, how much uh, is up for consciousness to work through, how much energy needs to be cleaned up on this planet. Like the stickiness of that definitely uh, has held me back from wanting to be in service. It's definitely been a huge bitterness train that I've gotten on and off and on again, again and again. I will probably continue this for as long as I'm on this experiment, right? As long as I'm on this tour. But what those times have shown me when I've broke through them, when I've given them awareness, when I've been able to hold space or create space for this part of myself is that there is a program living there that tells me that being in service means that my life source has to be empty, that being in service means that I have to drain my sacral and pour out my life source to everyone around me, That and then that will leave me completely drained, empty, and with a vessel that I can't personally drink from for my own wellspring. But when I'm allowed to be in relationship with that and understand like where and why that shows up and always how there's so much love and support and compassion around that, right? Like Reiki symbol of self-compassion, like we must give ourselves the undeniable and infinite source of like we are humans and we are figuring this out and being separated from the unity of the full consciousness and having to do this on our own is it's vulnerable and it's um it can be really sensitive so we honor the subtlety there and within that we get to recognize that when we are in service and when we're doing something that we're loved and we're invited into and we feel recognized for 
and then where we've been called to share our energy and be an invocation of a certain frequency emission, life is being poured into the field. And that doesn't mean that we pour our own life source out so that others drink from it. That's where we get caught. That's where we get stuck. We recognize that this is a waterfall of consciousness that flows both from the heavens and up from the earth through the rainbow bridges in between our bodies. And we get to be resourced by it. We get to be filled up by it. So every time we're feeling bitter or overwhelmed or burdened by other people's energy, we recognize that we can see ourselves in everything that's being reflected back to us, that everything is a mirror and and that everything is connected and networked by this thread of life that we are all tangibly and intangibly connected to. And so when we weave life into that tapestry, especially when we're invited to do so in a way that feels really authentic and real and uh, life-giving for us, then us showing up as ourselves, then us being that wellspring of resource, then us opening that portal of that energy to flow in gets to be distributed into the network, into the the hive, into the um, tangible and intangible connections between us all. So when we pour the tea, right, when when we're in that service of pouring the tea where others get to experience the communion of these tea blends, right? This was such a simple experience for me where I was feeling overburdened and overstressed, overstressed and the heavy lifting and all these things that I quote unquote wasn't supposed to do as a projector. I'm supposed to lay back and just rest and tell other people what to do. And instead I was heavy lifting all by myself you know, at the end, it was like I was able to pour the tea and in all of the work I did to prepare by myself, I I was in a deep communion and commemorating with the tea and the blends and the vessels from which they were being poured into and poured from and the light of connection that people felt and experienced and gave and received by uh, being in that exchange of the offering and that I got to I got to be replenished and filled up by that too to the point that I really didn't need anything else for this group gathering that I had gone there for. I didn't even really need the workshops. I only sat in one out of like eight. I didn't need much else than my kin, than the people that were uh, invited to come into my field that recognized me for pouring the medicine and for showing up as myself and being real about the process and the journey and for offering that on their their human journey, um, for allowing that to be the the gift and the the dose that they get to take on their trip of life, and and that gets to be the gift here of sharing who you are, sharing your message, sharing your blueprint, sharing your vision and your offerings and whatever it is, your pictures, your videos, your art, whatever that is that is um, aligned and resonant and authentic for you in your life. That's that's the magic right there. Okay, second second point, second note. Um, again, I'm going to try to move through these quickly, but as we all know, I get caught up in these channels and transmissions and so much more wants to come through. But more than one episode of, of this matter wants to come through. So when we are building our business as projectors, like I've been building my business for a while. I've done it in numerous ways. It has shape-shifted so many times. Um, I've been collaborating with it in a lot of different dimensions. I've had to resource from a lot of different streams of income in order to be here and be doing this work. It didn't just come from one way. That was a huge lesson I learned early on in, in my magic practice is not to depend on one stream, not to depend on one stream for consciousness, for money, for support, for generating energy, for um for your life, right? The only source that you can truly count on is the source within you. It's the source in your connection to God. And in that connection, you recognize that there are multiple streams there. There's multiple dimensions of connection and of resource and um, threads that you can pull from and weave your tapestry with that you can attune to. So early on in this business, it was shown to me like, do not become fully, solely stuck on one stream. And like the witch's way, 
gather multiple ways that you can weave offerings for people where it where the medicine can meet them where they're at. Um, so that means where they're at on their spiritual path, but also where they're at financially, right? Having an offering that um, people can sign up and attune to for really cheap, and then having offerings that people can give a very large offering of their energetic resource from so that they can empty out their vessel and become open to what life wants to pour in for them in their um, recognition of the depth and capacity that can be served when there is this exchange of service between the two. And so that's like in a very kind of one-dimensional sense offering up different um, to where I've gotten to now, I should say, where there's like different ways you can work with me through um, in-person work which is a very affordable way for people to come into what's more of the real work, the work that I do here, um, which people can find for free, like through the podcast. People can access some of my um, lower cost guidebooks, or they can enter into some of the bigger containers of transmissions and guided work and breathwork medicines and medicine uh, journeys that I've created to pour and to serve to the planet. But from a a greater dimensional aspect of like the business and what it's been, that meant that for a while, like I was in yoga studios teaching yoga classes as my source of income and working front desk at a yoga studio to make up for the other half of the money that I couldn't make by hustling as hard as I was um, teaching classes for what my projector energy could handle. So that again was looking back on it like, I met so many people, so many networks were created through putting myself into the community where they could access classes from their level of affordability, where I could just show up and attune my voice, attune my way of teaching, connect with what types of offerings I actually wanted and what I was actually here to be a presenter of and transmission of. And then that got to evolve, right? That got to change and transform. But there was still that level of like, I'm going to be in maybe positions and teaching things that I don't necessarily resonate with right away because they're um, not fully authentic to what I want to teach. But it's like there's established energy here to work with. There's established communities here to work with. There's established generator auras here for me to bring my energy into so that they can recognize me, respond to me, and invite me in to be a teacher or a guide and a mentor for them. So I want to like just recognize like the different capacities of this. Like this can be really like everything you're just doing on a computer, you know, like the levels of your offerings there. This can be what you're doing and how you're serving in the kind of journey of your work as a whole. And how the work and, and the, the gifts that you have and the guides that you're here to be um, in relationship with and the community that you're here to serve, how that's going to call you in and out of different dimensions of your practice, right? Into community, into live spaces, out of community, out of live spaces, into the cauldrons of your um, your studio, your art, your writing, your, your devotional discipline, your altar work. Um, you know, into the cauldrons of your journals. And so we kind of walk with and weave with the work in this way because we understand that like we're not signing up for capitalism here. We're not, again, like I said at the beginning, we're not doing this for uh, to run old templates and systems. Like sometimes we have to go get jobs working in studios, cafes, working where there's established generator energies in the old systems in order to recreate that energy and invite show up to that energy and say, hey, I'm here and I'm doing all of this over here. If you'd like to come bring some of your energy and your resources over into this field, like this is what we're doing. This is how we're playing. And, (coughs) excuse me, and in doing that, right, in that offering, it's redistributing the energy for all, the money, the life source, the elemental energy. Um, It's reworking the field. So, Again, we talk about this and I'm sharing this with you to keep you attuned to the original message of why we're here and what the guidance is and um, what what's important uh, for us to be 
connecting with when we're building our offerings, our body of offerings, when we're building our business and our practices and what's going to come through for us here in the future is how all of these things are interwoven, how all of them are together. You can already see that all of the tapestry depends on the other tapestry, right? There is a whole kind of energetic reflection happening here between us and the business. And so, you know, it's something to keep in mind and to remember as a projector in business that like this is the most a magical adventure you're going to go on. Like this is going to be a huge activation, initiation, um, call out and summoning for for both you and also different parts of yourself, also for your guides and your ancestors to show up and to support the vision of you weaving and bringing both their lineage into the fields and your soul lineage into the fields and your practices and the things that you've used to help you and support you to uh, balance and re-energize yourself to be able to show up and support community in this way. Like they're they're all going to be in this chat with you of, of your business or of your practice or whatever it is that you're here to be in the world. So know that like when you say yes to this, like it's not an easy feat. It doesn't just happen. It's not something that... <clears throat> isn't going to activate you. And in fact, it's probably going to activate you more than anything because saying yes to this path and to starting your own business, if it's in alignment, but just to sharing your gifts and to recognizing that you'll be called to different places and spaces and times and you really have to be listening for that and honoring what is and is not a part of your mission. Um, and if business and, and opening up your practice and sharing your gifts with people, like if that is part of your mission, it's going to be like a a big dose of medicine, <laughs> a big dose of psychedelic, spiritual, nauseating, uh, <laughs> resuscitating, reviving, revitalizing, restoring medicine. And it's a really, really courageous play. It's a really, um, it takes courage to want to play this game. So it's, it's a gift to facilitate for others, and it's also a really powerful uh, source to wield. It's a powerful place to sit, and so to learn where you want to sit in that circle and how you want to stand as a facilitator, right, whether that's over or whether that's next to or whether that's in circle with or whether that's from a certain aspect, um, getting really clear on that, like that's, that, that's going to be massaged throughout your whole business. Like, I don't really think that ever stops because you don't stop evolving. You don't stop changing personally. So why would your business stop changing? And so that's something that like I'm kind of invoking and I'm hoping gets to be a, a part of my blueprint. Like it all, it all already has been, but like I also feel like I can't sit from this like I've made it in business position because I yes, can pay my bills most months with what I make, but I also have to take off a lot of months for rest and integration and creation of different offerings. And I'm still figuring out how to create space for all of that. And so that's part of my work, right? And that's what I'm saying about this business being a medicine dose. Like this is part of the trip for me is learning how to crack this code so that I can be a symbol of it. So I can be the authenticated energy of like, yes, I went from years of not fully being able to understand how this works to suddenly things shifted, life shifted. I kept listening. I kept following the guidance. All of the elements clicked into place in a way that I suddenly wasn't just successful in one dimension of my business and getting recognition and having people sign up for things and feeling like I could have as many clients as I want to honestly right now, but I just don't have the space, time or energetic capacity to do so. But where the wheel turns and suddenly the space is there, the energy is there, the exchange is there, the clients, the people are there, the offerings are there and they're ready to be poured into, poured from, drank from and, and taken on a new trip with. So I recognize that this is this is part of it for me as it probably is part of it for you. And so there's a responsibility here and you're you're going to be working out whatever it is that you are responsible to in this process, in this creation and bringing 
your gifts out into the world and sharing who you are and on being seen and allowing yourself to be recognized and invited by community. It's, um, it's, it's a big psychedelic phenomenon that will shapeshift you and recreate you and reinstate you into new levels of business, into new levels of your life, into new levels of relationships and into new levels of the medicine that you're able to access because you're recognizing and being recognized as a wellspring for it where community gets to also receive from and it's 222 on the clock so it's like remembering that we get to do this for more than us and in the doing it for more than us we also really benefit from it we also get to receive so our our work changes our offerings change our gifts change and they upgrade they update they refresh themselves to be in more alignment with who we are authentically and who we are in that current time. And that feels that gets to feel really good and really supportive and really encouraging. And there gets to be more energy there than to work with, to keep showing up, to keep offering because the guides and allies and the beings of this work, of this channel, of this transmission, they really want to help you serve it. They want to get it to the right people. So they're going to give you the resources and the tools to do so. One of the next points of projectors in business that wanted to be shared here was to really create the correct grids to honor your energy. So again, this is important to why I'm sharing this right now and what I'm moving through because I'm about to uproot my life, completely change where I'm living, my community, um, what my service is to. I'm going to be redirecting my service back towards my family and back towards a family member, a a projector actually, who is in their last years of life. And so what, where I'm showing up and how I'm showing up and, and how my resources are going to be showing up to support me in this is going to update, recharge, recalibrate and change. So when I was invited to start stepping out into the field of guidance to step out of the corporate, you know, nine to five, or in my case, I was working eight to seven. I don't know. I was working 10 hours a day. When I decided to leave that (laughs) and step out on my own, there was this really big call to make my work really flexible and to make it possible for me to be able to travel and to time bend and to move into different spaces and different time and still be able to drink from and offer the medicine. So this started really long before the business with developing a practice that I could take anywhere with me. I could roll out a mat or even not have a mat, but just somewhere to sit and I could do my kundalini practices. I could do my discipline for the day. I could sit at an altar of my own energy and I could drink from my own breath and I could receive the source of who I am on a spiritual and soul level. That was something that was ingrained to take with me no matter where I went when I was younger. So this is everywhere from being at home to being at the hospital, from traveling to being at college, to coming home to being stuck at home, to visiting friends, to having to do a big business trip. Can you develop a spiritual practice that you can take with you? A practice to come back to yourself and your energy. That was part of my blueprint. I'm saying this because if you're here, this is something you're being invited into. If you're here to listen to this, some part of this is also for you. So there was a call to get really flexible with my way of coming back to my energy. And then when the business came online, there was a call to also make the business really flexible. So here I am with what I can pack into a bag, like into a shoulder bag and take with me to the river, take with me on the airport, uh, through the airport on a plane, do work on a plane, take with me to my family's house, take with me when I travel, take with me um when I move, something I can set up really anywhere where I can not just channel and talk on this podcast, but where I can do almost all of my work, where I can do pretty much um, everything is inside of this shoulder bag. And that includes my personal practice and the practice here that I do with all of you, that I share with all of you. So there was a call for me to create the correct grids to honor my energy and my energy needs a lot of flexibility. And I imagine if you're a projector, maybe not all of you, maybe not even energy projectors. I'm not sure. Maybe those who are here that aren't projectors, you're like, I can still relate to this too, right? 
Um, but to create the grids that honor your energy, what you need. If you need a lot of stability, if you need a lot of structure, build that, right? There was this time in my life where I did need a lot of stability and structure. I had a studio that I could set up in where I could incubate in for the last seven years. Um, and I did that and I'm going to take that with me, right? We're time bending, right? I don't get, I don't have to leave this anywhere. All of the work I did in here, all of the medicine that was poured in here, all of the resources that I received in this space, I get to take that with me. That gets to come. I get to step into this studio, into the practices I've done here because it lives in my my aura now. It's part of my interdimensional field. It's living within my resource kit. So I get to take that with me to a time in my life where I don't know if the studio will be as um, substantial. I don't know if there'll be as much space. I don't, I don't really know what lies ahead, what lives ahead. But what I do know is that the guide said, create correct grids to honor your energy when creating your business. So I'm inviting you to do that too, whatever that means for you. Um, if you need to get flexible or at least have an element of your business that can be flexible so you can make money on the road, so you can make money when you're feeling called to travel, whether that be to take care of a family member or to go visit a piece of land or to move somewhere completely random that you never thought you would be called to, but you just know you have to be there right now for whatever is coming for earth. Is there a part of your business that needs to be flexible or a part of your business that you can keep working when you're you're not able to show up and be a guide for someone or when you're not able to show up and make art or when you're not able to show up and do something tangibly yourself is there something that you can have some grids that you can put in place some weaving some spell casting where you can still receive a resource money support from these other diagrams and then to question also second question for this part of the conversation is what boundaries are in place for you here so what do you have energetically physically supporting you to do the work that you're doing and again, I'm just going to share from my experience and the work that I do. So this could be totally different for you. So shapeshift this to what is in alliance with your prophecy. But I do a lot of energetic work. I do a lot of channeling. I do a lot of readings. I do um, a lot of breathwork journeys. So I need to have a lot of energetic boundaries in, in place. Not only am I gritting and this is just before I come to offer something like this, okay? So this isn't even just in my personal life. Not only am I gritting my body to show up and share these messages, not only am I gritting my voice, I'm also creating prisms of protection around my body, my inner child, my studio, my home, my work, my offerings, this channel, you who is here receiving the playground, anybody that will be on the other end of it, to be able to visit a space and container that is boundaried, that is protected, that there is separation from the field, that there can be an experience within that can allow for the space of life to enter, but has very strict and clear uh, rules, regulations, and um, uh, what's the word? Relationships put in place here so that we can monitor what energy is coming in and out. I can monitor what energy is coming in to my physical body, which when I started doing this work, I had a very hard time monitoring what was coming into my physical body. I was doing Reiki um, energy healings and breathwork healings like five people a day, maybe four days a week, a week when I first started this. And I was throwing up at the end of every week. I was so incredibly sick because I didn't have the right boundaries in place. I didn't have the right protections. I didn't have the way to separate myself from the work, from y'all, from um, from the energy that this transmission would invoke and, and like a frequency or like a lighthouse call people towards it. So what boundaries do you have in place? I like to work with soil by my desk. I like to work with Palo Santo. I like to work with sage pine um i always light a candle so to signify when the space and when we're um when the offering is being transmitted in when the channel's on when the 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 radio's on and when it's off when the door is open and when it's closed uh reiki attunement learning reiki symbols has been 
vital in this to just grid to to create the grids honestly and to learn what I was doing when I was weaving energy and weaving spells to give it more clarity and more construction um to give it its words so th there's a reason why I'm bringing attunement back next year it's because we can't go further in a lot of work that we're doing um in this space until more uh conversation can be had around the symbols and around the actual weaving work that's happening behind the scenes so for those of you that are like i need this in my business and my life and this uh realm we're we're gonna bring that in next year but it's one of those things where it's like i know i can only it, it they come in once and maybe they come in again a couple years later but these transmissions these co-creations like they come in for a set period of time and i cannot guarantee that we'll do them again um, and definitely never in the way that they're initially presenting. That's what I've learned about the creations that I work with. Um, I work and invite in a lot of sprays. So I, I really uh, support you and encourage you to bring in a lot of elementals into your space, whether you're in a corporate office and need to set up an altar there. When I worked in corporate wellness, I had an altar that had crystals it had a small uh, plant that could survive in a cubicle world. Um, I had essential oils, though. I mean, if you're close to people, you know, not everyone wants to smell your oils. Some sprays are helpful because they're not as strongly scented and you can uh, kind of subtly spray your space. Like I love the protection mist from... Um, Anima Monday, the Palo Santo protection mist, but there's other ones out there. I'll usually have some form of blue lotus to help open up the psychic centers, but also to be a guardian of them. I'm trying to think of if there's anything else that's like tangible around me that I can tell you that's beyond like the energy work and gritting, but having your boundaries in place, right? Having the tree spirits, the, the mountain allies, the river guides, having these connections and relationships um, between you and your realms and your team and your world, right? Calling in your guides, calling in those who are meant to protect you, who are meant to keep your channel clear and the messages going within and without um, in resonance to your goals, like being in relationship with all of that. So you know what is yours and what is not. So you know when um, someone's knocking at your door, right? Or like when um, a certain boundary has been breached. For projectors specifically, the guides want to remind you that you have to release your focus <laughs> at the end of the day, after every client, after every exchange with yourself and another person, you have to release your focus. So this can be as minute as releasing your focus from the Instagrams, from um, your television, from whatever you're taking in from the technology worlds. But can you also release your focus from um, the people and the work itself? So I'm not recommending to do cord cutting because it takes that takes advanced training. But what I am encouraging you to do is to recognize your funneled energy and how it funnels into another and to become very clear about this uh, unweaving that needs to happen when you leave the space of another, when you pull out from another. And it's in this, it's essentially like pulling your own cord back and letting their own cords go back to them and making sure that you both don't get all caught up in that. It's like unweaving your funnel or like drawing that source of energy, that fierce penetrating focus back from another, back towards yourself, back into your own body, back into the earth if that feels good, back into your channel between heaven and the ground, back into your central rainbow bridge. So how do you release your focus? How do you um, break out of being super entangled in either your clients or your partner or your teachers? Like, I know that I'm still working on this because I can notice that like a lot of what my close teachers offer are... Um, energies that I speak to a lot. They're things that I say a lot. They are uh, offerings that I'm creating. There's always a tone of them in there. And I know it's because I'm regularly focused in on their teachings, their practices, their energy works. And as projectors, we become the other. So your partner, your clients, your teachers, 
your collaborators, the people that you, excuse me, the people that you work with, those that you are focusing your energy on regularly, we shapeshift to become them. So I'm saying this out loud and it's also like ding, 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 bells going off for me too. Like we need to be putting those those roses, those separation roses, but those roses in front of that focused aura so that we can break that focus, so that we can clear out that channel, so that we can redistribute the energy back to them, back to us, so that we're not just becoming the other, that we're not morphing into these other people and losing ourselves in that connection. And sometimes with people that we idolize, sometimes with people that we really love or that we really think have all figured out or that we try to figure it all out for them because that makes our world more balanced and more um, easier. Um, becoming them feels like the right thing to do or like a good thing to do or like the most successful thing to do. But again, we have to keep coming back to our own authentic energy ourselves, what feels good for us, what feels right for us and what is really real and alive and embodied within us. So cord cutting, but like cord removal, cord releasing, reinstating your cords to be in uh, currents with the earth and with divine channels, with the sun, with the source of light itself, right? Coming back into natural currents of energy, putting up doorways, especially when you're doing work like this, when I'm doing work where I'm channeling or where I'm traveling, I want doorways on my spaceship. I want doorways on the temple. I want to know what's coming in and what's moving out. And I like to put symbols, Reiki symbols, but I'm now working with some new symbols um, on the doorways where it's like, if you don't know the symbol, you can't even see the doorway (laughs) or you can't even see how to get in. You can't even see where the handle is. So These symbols, again, are a frequency match, and those who know the symbols will be able to at least find the code to knock. And then another thing I'll just add here is like, do you need separate space for your work? One of my teachers, Pilar Lesko, like I love, she she just wrote an email about a lot of her behind the scenes processes, and I had already written a lot of these notes, but I was like, oh, this is so cool and valid because she's sharing what she does behind the scenes, which to me is like she creates and offers so much, like I have no idea how their team does it. Um, So to get to see her process, I was like, oh, that's why these notes came through from the guides was like, because we're all talking about this right now. We're all having a conversation on how to do this right now. Um, So one of the things that she shared and that I also have found to be helpful, um, and I have a top left Uh, variable on my human design chart, top left facing variable on the human design chart, which asks for some structure in in the space for consuming, like for eating, but also um, for what I'm creating to be consumed by others. Um, So having a separate space for your work. Do you need a space that's set up solely for your practice, right? So that's why we built altars, because it's like, this is where the body somatically knows like, oh, I sit here and here is where I tune to God and my guides and where I can get into a somatic space where I can drop into that flow and I can be in that resonation and I can feel fully comfortable in this communication. So do you need that also for your business or for your practice, whether that's a space in person that you go to, whether that's a space in your home for writing, whether that's a space or a studio or a desk that you take up somewhere regularly to go and do your work at. Okay, so going longer than I thought, but let me just finish this up. So in that vein, do you need dedicated <clears throat> do you need dedicated days of the week? Um, do you prefer in person versus online? Do you need a little bit of both? Do you only want to work on weekdays when a lot of collective consciousness is at the matrix uh, payroll on the matrix payroll at, like their consciousness is caught up in that power plant? Um, Do you want to work then where there's a little bit less disturbance on the field? That's why I schedule a lot of my group work on random weekday afternoons when most people can't make it. But it's like there is a reason why most people can't make it because consciousness is playing with something really big over there. And when we're over here, we can access and have a little bit more space in some of these psychic realms. Or do you need to work on the weekends and where there's a lot of people and where there's a lot of energy? Do you need to resource from the field where there is more life source and where 
people that do work in those um, matrix or nine to five constructs, like where they can come in on the weekends and work with you is that your community that you're here to serve. So just questions to ask. Um, something that's felt really helpful to me is like, as I said before, like when I have a trans mission, when I have an offering, when I have something come through, when, when I do group work, like it comes through and it's, it's like my Sweenic authority, right? Where it sends me a message and it says it once silently and clearly. And if I don't catch it, so much other interference can come in. That's also what's happening in this world too, is if you don't have a way to catch what comes through quickly for you, if you don't have a way to process what comes through slowly for you, if you don't have these systems in place to, <coughs> excuse me, to catch the songs, to catch the sounds, to catch the writing, to catch the prayers. Oh, there's such a beautiful rainbow in my studio right now. I had to take a photo. If you don't have those systems in place, um, you can, you can lose them or they can just drift back into the collective consciousness potentially for somebody else to bring them down because they want to be brought in. They want to be brought through. They want to be a living template on the earth. So something for me that like I resisted for a long time, but has been very clear. I can't, res I couldn't stop, um, or that I couldn't, uh, put a, a dam in the flow of is recording my work and recording, the work so that the transmissions are recorded somewhere. The guides have been so clear. We are the record keepers now. We have to record what's happening in these times. We're the ones writing it down. And we might have a very different story than what some of the mainstream narrative conversations are having or some of the records that they're keeping. So record your words, your writing, your art, your practice, your process. Um, if you're offering something to community, find a way to either have somebody write down what you're saying, record on their phone what you are saying, um, take pictures of what you're doing, like have somebody be a witness for you or let that witness be technology, your phone, the computer, right? Video recordings, voice memos, taking notes, your journal, writing things down, record your energy, record your findings. It's really important information. And you bringing that through and making it tangible somewhere, even if it's not shared with anybody else, even if it's only shared with like three people, the ability for you to make something that wasn't, um, that was subtle, tangible, that wasn't here on the plane to be a living vibration, even if it's just in your notebook, that becomes a living frequency that gets emitted into the field and people pick up on it. People receive it. People get magnetized by it. So record, bring it in, share it, keep it, record it somewhere that you can access it or that at least the frequency of earth um, can be channeled and attuned to. Um, last couple notes here. The guides wanted to remind us that questions are our most powerful tool. So learning how to monotonize this power, <laughs> not monotonize, monetize this power we are seen for the systems that we know. We create pathways for people to sign up and invite in our wisdom. So you have to give your offerings focus so that people know what you're doing. So this was like a <clears throat> recommendation to um, invoke something in somebody else and don't get too caught up in the tools that you're using or the mechanics of what's happening behind the scenes. They don't need to know how you do what you do. This is like for two fours. This is for projectors. This is for a lot of just energy magicians and people that do things in the spiritual realm. Most people are not going to understand how you do what you do. They're not going to be able to fully grasp it unless part of your contract is to make a template for them to understand it through the way that you are doing it. But a lot of the times the linear logical mind doesn't understand, but people feel you. They feel your energy. They feel what you're doing behind the scenes or the tools that you're using. They feel how it's updated your whole energy, how it's made you step into your authenticity, how it's allowed you to step out and start sharing your gifts and your arts and your products with others. They see what it's doing for you and they want that. 
So it's not about selling them on the tool. It's not about selling them on the system. It's about invoking something within them by being a question master yourself, by being the one that's like, I'm over here doing this. Do you want to play? I feel this good. Do you want to too? I have this energy. Do you want to access some of your authentic energy? You become this living question master that invokes something within the G center of another. So how can you uh, grow your community, monetize your work and your worth by being this infinite creative potential through this invocation? And how can you recognize that it's not the systems that are selling it, it's your study, understanding, and integration of these systems that has allowed you to come online. And they are magnetized and attracted to you, to your aura, to your energy. So it's not about showing them what you're doing behind that energy, it's about letting the energy speak for itself. So recognize that that's what people are signing up for. That's what's invoking the mystery and summoning the spirit within them. It's because you are awakening something within their own selves, within their selves. That's what they're signing up for. They want to be in the experience of your energy. They want your focus and how you have penetrated your focus through these systems to help guide them and their own blueprints through these systems to understand their selves better. They want to be reattuned to their G-Center template, and you are a guy that draws up that information, shows them how to map it, and gives them the energy to tune into it, or guides them to the energy that allows them to tune into it. So it's a really powerful <clears throat> piece to the puzzle <laughs> that you are here as a projector or as a being on the playground that's wanting to show up and be a messenger, a transmission giver, an offering, a guide, a facilitator, um, an artist, a uh, coffee pot pourer, a tea tender, whatever you're doing in the world, however you are, as long as it's something that you are happy about, that makes you feel good, where you feel recognized and appreciated and invited to keep sharing more of who you are, like that's where you need to be. That's what you need to do. And that is the codes to unlock a beautiful future for all of us, projector or not. It's really, truly a future for the earth. So I invite you to sit with this episode and tune into like all of the layers here. There's so many different practices you can take away. There's also so many different nuances and there's so many ways you can adapt this and shapeshift this to be resonant and attuned to your business, your practice, to what you are bringing into the world. And I think I'm going to complete us there. I do want to share here at the end that in January of 24, I think in the last episode I said in 23, but in January of 24, but we're going to meet on January 23rd on 123 of 224, uh, 2024. We're going to begin a practice, and this practice is a channeling summoning. It's an invocation for the messengers and for the ones that are here on mission to be of service and to be a guide and an ally and a frequency for these times. And it's designed to awaken your authentic energy as a channel clearing and to draw out the message and transmission that lives within your kind of mystical energy, your mystical being. So this is live. It's um, going to take place over seven weeks. We will meet for group practices and writing invocations and a whole lot of other magic. And I think that we're going to have a really incredible guest facilitator. Uh, we, we shall see. But this is really for the mentors and the messengers and the mystics and those that are here to be a muse and a messenger for what's to come. So I <clears throat> might link that before if that's ready, <laughs> but it might not be. Um, so keep an eye on this space or on Wellness Weaver 
I am really going to try to start putting out more emails. <laughs> um, that's my goal for uh, December is to prep some emails for you all. But mostly here and Instagram is where I'm sharing all of this, all of the goodies. So I hope to see you in one of these spaces. And I especially would love to see some of you in transmission in January of 2024. All right, beautiful beings. That's all for now. Thanks for being here and I'll see you on the next episode.